Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. And it is another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic MBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C. Your camera is not incorrect. That is not Marcus Thompson. That is fabulous <laughs> Zena Kato. <laughs> I don't look like, like him, right? There's a little bit of chinning <laughs> for Marcus. And, and what was his last appearance? So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't start rumors. He'll be back. recording now. Probably. Thank you for jumping in. It's so nice of you to pinch I'm, up for us this week. I'm always so grateful to join. I think the conversations are always wonderful. And I'm actually really, really excited for our guests. I won't take away the surprise just yet. David, you'll introduce her properly. No, but like, I'm so pumped to be meeting and talking to this particular person, considering I cover the Warriors and we have a particular opponent coming up. There you go. That she's tied to. That's why... <laughs> That's why the programming, <laughs> the programming producer, that would be me. <laughs> we have to get the fantastic Allie Clifton on this week. Allie Clifton's back. She's here. She's back on my show. You look fabulous as always. You oh, just thank wonderful. you. Good to see you again. All things. Yeah, Lakers, you're awesome. All things Lakers. Yeah. What, I would agree. The network again, because I always mess it up. What's your network? <laughs> Spectrum Sportsnet. Spectrum Sportsnet. I always say it wrong, yeah. so I want you to say it. All things Lakers in the studio, on the sidelines on occasion, doing it all. Two former just drop knockdown shooters for their respective colleges, just great players. <laughs> Why I sat and watched. Maybe Allie. <laughs> I was about to say, I think he's talking about Zena because it's not, not Allie. <laughs> Great. I don't want to check the stats. I don't want to check the stats, but I'm going to just give it to Allie. No, 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 no. You all were dominant while I did stats and things like that. <laughs> so we got this series. We got this this Titanic series, which I may write about from afar. And mm. this is what I'm going to write about if I if I have the courage. As I texted somebody, I don't know if I have the guts to actually write this. But Steph has four. LeBron has four. Whoever wins this series is going to be halfway to five. When you get five, you get in the conversation. You are seriously in the best of all time conversation. Not that you're mm. not at four, but five puts you with Kobe and Tim Duncan <laughs> in the modern era. You know, the, the, right. the after Bill Russell Celtics era. Five's the number. If you win five, you're, you're serious. Magic Johnson won five. So that's that's the caliber of player we're talking about. And of course, Michael won six, which is the gold standard. But this to me is, I mean, the NBA is rolling sevens to get this series. Uh, these two at this stage of their careers also. Mm. And I know it's, I, I don't even want to talk about the regular season because it was so different in terms of who was actually playing in those games. Like, you know, the Lakers had a brand new team after the trade deadline. 
Wiggins was not playing for Golden State most of the second half of the regular season. So it's, it's, it's really stupid, I think, to look at the regular season and try to determine who's going to win this. I am just fascinated by this matchup. And I wonder what you guys think as this series begins about this matchup. I think that's such an interesting narrative and storyline around this because you can look at it as, is it the Lakers versus the Warriors, which is kind of, you know, the baseline foundation of this whole thing. But then there's also LeBron versus the Warriors, right? This is the fifth yeah. time that they're going to have to play LeBron. Obviously not with the Lakers. It's the, um, the first time in a non-finals situation, right? So that, that dichotomy is set up. Then you look at LeBron versus Steph and you start talking about this GOAT situation. And you're looking at all of these different layers to what is the actual competition here? What is the actual goal here? Obviously to get to the Western Conference Finals, but also like there's some, some reputational aspects of can the, the big three of the Warriors beat down LeBron again, trying to get to a finals or to win a final? Um, or could LeBron take down the big three again, right? It, it's just, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with all of the ways that we can talk about this series. And I also love, <laughs> the conversation about the old heads, right? These are some older players <laughs> trying to make it through the first Five-year-olds are old. That's amazing to me. <laughs> older, players, older players. That's why I said older. No. And it's just funny because it's like on both teams, the respective best players on the court night in, night out are the oldest players on the roster. Yeah. And it's so impressive that we're watching this like top-notch caliber basketball. Um, so for me, I think right now, it's just fun to see. We don't even have to get into the X's and O's just yet of like who's going to guard who and all the above. It's just fun to see this narrative continue to pop up, but now in the shape of the Laker Warriors, which is like a huge California matchup in itself. So that's where I'll start. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it too, Zena. And for your perspective, DA, with the NBA as a league rolling sevens this early, mm -hmm. right, in the postseason, I mean, how lucky are we? I, I think Draymond really nailed it to after their game seven win over the Kings by simply just putting in perspective, let's not rush away from what we still have. That is so great of this league. And that is headlined by LeBron. It is headlined by Steph Curry and just appreciate it. And I, I think that speaks volumes. I think it's loud and I think it needs to be heard. Yeah. Um, I, I love all the narratives that come into this one. I, I love that the outside, of course, this is what we do now, right? We have an opportunity to sit here and look at all the fun things, the four versus four, um, to your point, Zena, LeBron versus the, the Warriors three, because I also said it too, as much as we want to say LeBron versus Steph, which is fine and I get it, I understand it, um, but let's not discredit Draymond and Clay and, and their role yeah, in those championships, sure. right? Um, to LeBron continuing at this high level, what we saw simply, if you're not looking at it from a numbers perspective, but something I've always appreciated about LeBron over the years is what he can do to you from a mind standpoint. Um, we saw that in the first round against the Grizz, right? Um, to, to that narrative, the old narrative. I think that is so fun. And I didn't actually know, and Malik Monk was with the Lakers last season. I love him. I, I think he is obviously the microwave. He, he is spectacular to watch. In the way in which he twisted his words of, we're a bit younger versus Dylan Brooks that just said he's old, right? <laughs> it is hilarious to me. <laughs> then on the flip side, how the more experienced veteran championship-minded players like mm. the Draybonds, the Clays, the Stephs, the Braun, how it takes so little. They don't need the extra motivation, right? But that's all it can take 
for them to be like, okay, let me remind you who you are and who we are. And this is going to be fun, right? And now you have them facing off yet again, but it's sooner than the finals. And and I'm, I'm partly sad that we're going to get it this early, but then also we're going to get it this early. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that so, we're going to get it at all because it didn't look like it there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, yeah. I, I wonder, <laughs> Allie, I wonder about LeBron physically right now because this series is every other day now. It's not you're not going to have four days off between games. That's just how they've scheduled it this year. And I think I think it's good that they're not stretching it out like they used to try to do and get three sat three weekend windows basically for every marquee series. Um, but on the other hand, it's every other day. It's it's play, rest, play, rest, play, rest. He's got the foot. I don't even think the foot's 100%. Um, mm-hmm. And so where is he physically right now? Yeah, you know, Dia, you bring up a good point. And I think I learned early on, too, even during those Cleveland years where he was younger even at that time, but how players are not going to be 100% no matter how you want to spin it or look at it at this time of year, right? And, yeah. and they shouldn't the wear and tear over the course of the regular season and obviously what you put your body through to get to this point, it's actually part of the competitiveness, right? It's part of being a part of this league and trying to win at the top. That's why only few get there. Um, Having said that, I I do listen to him when he came back with those eight games remaining in the regular season. And and he made that point where it's a situation where he's going to have to revisit the foot injury come the off season. But the one thing that I have always um, kind of watched from afar with him is he and Mike Mancius and mm-hmm. their off day morning, noon and night round the clock treatment to make sure that he is in a position um, whether that is 70%, 80%, 90%. If he is going to be able to impact the team in a positive way, that's all I look at. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we can sit here and say that Braun is not hundred percent who mm-hmm. would be at 38 years old year 20, but that's where his mind that overdrive, right? Correct. His ability, I think, again, to your point, we're going to get into more of like the the X's and O's of this, but I think we saw a lot in that series against the Grizz, his ability to to play off ball mm. and allow others right. in the backcourt to handle the basketball and play make. Um, I think Braun is as healthy as he can be right now, um, and I don't think there will be any, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, none of that. We yeah. know that. Um, yeah. So, uh, which I respect. Um, and I'm confident that as long as his body is in a position to be between the four lines, he's going to be LeBron James that this team needs. Yeah. Zena, I, I'm curious about a couple of things with the Warriors just coming mm-hmm. into the series. The the main thing is, I don't think Steph, and I say this with love, I don't think Steph gets enough credit for being a cold-blooded assassin. <laughs> because like, he has a baby face. That's yeah. why. Yeah, he's just the sweetest looking guy. He's just and as ruthless like, as Kobe. Like he's 1, ruthless, one thousand percent. And you there's know? quite a few within the league that are like that. Like people don't expect that out of Trey Young. Yeah, because again, smaller guy that seems like a sweet kid, but it's like no, no. You get to the NBA, you're ruthless. Like that's yeah. just a part of the, the part of the game. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I just meant his killer instinct mm. is second to none in this league right yeah. now. To me, yeah. like. Game seven was remarkable for a lot of different reasons, but mm. the main reason to me, the main thing that impressed me about Steph was not his skill or his desire, but his almost mocking the Kings. Like, you really think Ooh. you're going to guard me? Like, yeah. Was yeah. who you got? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I think people take advantage or, or, or take for granted 
just how good Steph is. Sometimes yeah. I think some people look at that ability to shoot the ball or the ability to come off screens or the ability to continuously move at all times <laughs> and yeah. you know rock defenses from that perspective. They take that for granted. And he's a nice guy. And he's a <laughs> relatively quiet guy when you think about the people around him, right? Yeah, sure. And so I think people take for granted that when someone plays like that, it's not from luck. It's not from oh, you know, you know, he just happened to have a really good shot. Now, this is someone that day in, day out, I like the way that you mentioned that, Ali, like just makes this a priority to be the best at his craft in the same way that a LeBron does, in the same way that a Kobe did, in the same way that the greats do, just because he's nice and he's sweet and he has a family and he's, you know, relatively quiet. I, I thought that uh, that article with, uh, with Shams and Marcus Thompson, with the speech that he gave yeah. his team, I got this. You just need to show up. Mm-hmm. keep the positive energy but i got this yeah. that is the type of i don't think people people will look at that as like that's kind of bravado right for you to be like i got this don't worry like you i'll shut this down people wouldn't expect that out of a steph curry but when you're that good and you know you're that good it's there it just doesn't have to be on display yeah and so i definitely agree with you that people probably take um take for granted just how good he is and don't attribute it to a killer instinct of ruthlessness and Ooh, I like the way this was put on uh, Brother from Another. An earned arrogance. Mike yeah. Smith said mm-hmm. that about Warriors fans, but I think that's a, a thing that the Warriors team, you can attribute to them as well. Earned arrogance. They've earned that ability to mock, yeah. of, you know, to say, really? You, you don't want to come out here? Yeah. A few feet behind the three point. Okay. I guess you don't know who I am. I guess right. you don't know Logo Curry. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. I'll let you know who I am. So it's it's fun to watch him. Um, I don't know. If, I I don't want to uh, interrupt too much, but I did want to come back to Allie on health. Is that okay, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. I just think um, you know it's so amazing. I think LeBron and Steph are just like the standard when it comes to taking care of your body, making sure you're ready to play. You know, doing the things necessary. Um, there's another person on the Lakers team that health is a major concern mm-hmm. with often, (laughs) Uh, Anthony Davis. And knowing what, from a Warriors perspective, knowing what Kevon Looney did this past series, um, out-rebounding DeMontis Sabonis, that really, like, he he was in the, he's in the NBA conversation. He was, you know, people talked about him for a potential MVP candidate. Kavon put him down a rank, I would say. Knowing that Kavon is going to be such a focal point from a rebounding perspective and just a bothersome perspective within the paint and Anthony dealing with some of these lingering hip issues, things of that sort. What are you saying on your end as, in, in terms of how Anthony's feeling? With each passing day, the one thing that came out of the hip situation for Anthony would was that it was going to be a pain tolerance versus mm. an injury and we know that obviously pain versus injury they're two different things right. and so i think to his ability to play through which i think we saw in that series which is big not only for this squad but also him mentally moving forward um but i also think that there is a level to you have to meet you are crazy if you watch that king's warrior series and don't think that kavan looney someone who doesn't get a lot said about them right because mm. you've got those steps those clays the ability for the warriors as they've always been to shoot the three ball draw so much attention but the force kavan plays with that staying relentless on the glass that is something that i'll be watching for early on right how you're able to withstand and handle that pressure uh that physicality because you got to meet force with force having said mm. that 
this is where I think when you get into the X's and O's, it'll be really intriguing because Anthony Davis has been a monster here in the postseason in terms of rim protection. That's the best the I've four, ever seen him defensively. Yeah. Me too. Ever. Yeah. Me too. And we this said reminds 20, me of what he got drafted for, right? Yes. Yeah. He was drafted yep. for defense, and people forget that. He was not an it, offensive power. And it's not just like, as former basketball, it's not just drawing contact every time with the ball. He doesn't have to post blocks in the statistical mm -hmm. category, but it's the altering of shots. It's making you as a driver think twice. And when mm -hmm. it comes to the postseason, there's no thinking allowed. Not when you want to separate yourself. <laughs> so I think right. there, it, it kind of goes both ways, right? Kavan brings that force. He brings that see ball, get ball mentality. I used to say about Tristan Thompson during those finals runs with the Cavs mm -hmm. Warriors. Mm -hmm. um, but then you also have that rim protection. And, and for Anthony too, it's not just physical, right? He It's not him from a physical presence per se, but his length, his athleticism, yes. his quick, you know, change of direction and speed, being able to do it on the perimeter and then catch you at the rim. Will the Warriors be able to play both Draymond and Kavan because of that, not having, you know, those two as shooters or, or mm -hmm. guys who want to step out and hit a right. mid-range jump shot? I mean, I know Dre can, can knock down a three here and there, but those are the little things that I think when it comes to beating one or the other four times, yeah. um, it's going to really reveal itself. Well, that's what happened in the yeah. Memphis series well, because Memphis your question, Zena, I'm sorry that, uh, in, yeah, with no, Anthony Davis in his health that he's in, mm -hmm. in a good position right now going in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they played off of, off of Brooks and Roddy, the whole series, mm -hmm. take all mm -hmm. the threes you want. We don't care. Yep. <laughs> you know, so having, I don't know if you Pack can play with two non shooters and that gets to the, the question about, you know, rotation and, and how does, how does Steve play this? Right. Because your best lineup is with Draymond and Looney on the floor. We get that. Everybody understands that, right. but can you have two non shooters on the floor against the Lakers who are just great at packing it in with this? And especially with the, with the lineup and the personnel they have now, like, yep. could he play? Well, so not, they play. I mean, he played. They they had the lineup where where Draymond was coming off the bench and they were starting. Right. Cool. Can you play that lineup against the Lakers? Big minutes. No, right? I, I, think, I don't think I so think either. Right. I think you're going to at least have to start with how you ended, which is the rotation or the starting lineup you've had all season. I agree. <laughs> the chances that we're going to get a game five Draymond where he had the most points he's had since 2019. <laughs> yeah. Right. Again, I don't know. You know, I don't want to count him out. He's capable of it, but it, it's not going to be something you can count on or strategize around. But what I, I anticipate is you're going to see a lot more Moody to stretch mm -hmm. the floor because he can shoot that ball. Mm -hmm. And he is a defensive. You can call upon him. He's been showing out in this. Maybe he's a 16-game player, and we just never knew. But Moody has been showing up during these playoffs, and so I imagine that you're going to see a little bit more of him. And I imagine that you're going to have to see more of Kaminga. Right. Uh, particularly from a from a defensive perspective, because sure. you need size, yep. um, and he's you know he didn't have a a distinct assignment in the Kings, and so he's ready. He's got fresh legs um, for the for the Lakers, and he's got the size you need. And Kaminga can knock down that shot, and he can at least be a little bit of a threat. Now, the thing about the Lakers is they're going to ask you to make that shot first. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like they, they're going to they're going to let Anthony just float around the paint until you make a, you know, force him to come up or, or stretch out or really for that matter. So I imagine that it's going to definitely be the starting lineup that it's been to close out the last series, but it's been all season. Um, and then I think the first person off the bench beyond Jordan Poole to come in and, you know, hopefully 
get some offense going will probably be one of the longer, younger guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shoot the ball, stretch the floor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Ali, I wanted to ask you about Hachimura because Rui, I, we obviously know him very well here in D.C. And yeah. Rui always played, to me, his best basketball when somebody got into him and challenged him. When Westbrook was here... Westbrook was that guy and said, you got more, you're better than this. You can do better than this. And I wonder how, how have LeBron and AD handled that in terms of getting more out of him? Cause he certainly has played well. Um, yeah. I think he needs somebody to somebody better than him to make him be better than he is. If that makes any sense or yeah. to, to ask him to be better than he is. I think too, sometimes like, let's not forget how young, Rui is essentially when it comes to the NBA game and the NBA space. And and when you're surrounded by veterans who have seen it all done it all right, like you'd be crazy to not be a sponge and want to absorb and soak in, you know, all the ins and outs to the game. I will say what I've loved about Rui one sidebar, not having seen him up close night in and night out. Like we've been fortunate to here in LA, 
I didn't realize how big he was. He's a big kid. He's not, big, and, big kid. I yeah. mean, what are this, like, how big is he? How tall is he? I don't know. And I do know he's like a, a strong guy. Yeah, he's sure. a yes. big, strong guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That part, which yeah. has been really fun to watch and kind of like develop. Um, there was a game near the end of the regular season against Chicago where he he uh, got a DMP. Now, Darvin Ham has said it, it kind of, you know, got away from him, et cetera. Since that moment, though, what told me a lot about Rui, you'll look at that. It, it was the last handful of games of the regular season to then game one against the Grizz, the 29 mm -hmm. points, and, and his ability to continue to hit the J, be able to step up and knock down a three ball. There is a confidence to him that I think, D.A., you, you nail it. When he's given an opportunity, he comes in every single day and he works out with LeBron. He's talked about it. Um, he's got guys like Anthony Davis uh, in his ear. He's got a coaching staff that really has instilled and believed in him here in this system in such a quick amount of time. Rui's a guy that you can rely on. And, yeah. and it's been fun to see. I think he's a guy who can fly under the radar at times too because you've got LeBron and AD on your side and they draw so much attention that he's just willing and ready for that shot opportunity, right? He, he's in the right positions um, defensively. He, he wants the challenge. Um, I think, too, as the series went on against Memphis, he just got more comfortable and more confident yeah. um, that there was a lot of engagement with the fans, whether it came from dunks on the fast break, not backing down to the chirping and the trash talk. Um, a lot of that, can you can say a lot without saying anything at all. And I think Rui is that kind of guy. Yeah, and it's really, crazy really. to think because he came here just a couple games before the trade deadline. So have we really seen that full? No not even close to the full potential of what Rui can bring to the squad. But I think each game he's kind of peeling back a layer and you're getting yeah. a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, I know the fans love, love when he's out there. They love what he's bringing. Um, and, and that confidence isn't wavering. And, and yeah. I think that's big. Yeah. I loved him. It even in, I remember the first time I really, really paid attention to him was the Japan games this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, when the against Warriors, the Warriors. Played, yeah, against yeah. the Warriors, he was mm -hmm. with DC, and he just kept coming down and bully balling on the on the post, and I was like, this kid is strong. Yeah. Like he's putting up yeah. some really great moves, but he's super athletic as well. Um, and then that's why I started paying attention to him more. And when you talk about flying under the radar in LA, I think he flew under the radar in DC. <laughs> I mean, there was so much. There was so much going on in DC, right? With Bradley yeah. Field being in and out with injuries, and uh, this is even you know before. Porzingis left, but like I just feel like there was so much going on. Kyle Kuzma, there's just a lot of things going on in DC that Rui just kind of was like this like really cool little younger guy that was really good at basketball, but like we weren't really talking about the basketball aspect in DC as much as we were talking about all the other elements into it um, on a national conversation. I would say, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you were, you might be able to attest to that, but I, I really like Rui. I like yeah. him as a fan. Like I just, I'm really excited yeah. about him. I think he has a really strong future. Yeah, um, I think. It's funny because looking at these two teams, the Warriors and the Lakers, uh, the very first thing you mentioned, Allie, about like you'd be silly not to soak up the greatness of the players around you. Mm -hmm. I feel like both the Warriors and the Lakers have that element to them, especially after the trade deadline and the people that are on the team now um, at the Lakers. I, Austin Reeves. <laughs> I have a space in my heart. I'm him. I love. It. I'm I, him. I have so, a space in my heart. That's incredible. That's so, that the best ever. I just, <laughs> he just makes me so happy. I, every time he does like. I mean, I can't. Was it the last game I was watching when he like did that little 
move to the basket like the I euro it was the euro step but like he <laughs> yeah. moved and then lebron like mocked him afterwards when he did his move and i was like austin lebron james is mocking you like wait i just loved it i loved it i get so excited him i'm him the blood in my veins like I just, or you know ice in my veins i just i absolutely I, I live for it and it makes me think also of like the way that he's getting hyped up, especially at this point in the season, reminds me of the way that Jordan Poole was getting hyped mm -hmm. up yeah. in the way of the season mm -hmm. last year on the way to uh, the finals. Right. And so it's just really fun seeing these younger players find themselves and, and also just be coached and, and uh, encouraged by these historical players that they're playing alongside and yeah. finding their own, their, their own little way um, to stardom and, and, and relevance within this league. It's cool. Yeah. I, I think it's I so easy to sorry da you go ahead no no go ahead no no go ahead i, I just think it's so easy to to root for the underdog i mean mm -hmm. his story his story truly yep. is incredible and i think you guys will appreciate hearing this too if if you haven't got a chance to like really be around austin like we have over the last two years is like austin what you see is what you get yeah not only is he this uh, phenomenal energetic skilled high iq though very young in terms of the nba space again he did play four years in college but all of the basketball stuff he's an incredible human being and i know this isn't mm -hmm. the podcast to talk about people as humans but you know that that oh, to your point of steph curry <laughs> i will say steph curry honestly in my sleep still as a Cavs fan because people do know sidebar again i am a Cavs oh, fan at heart and so steph right. curry and that mouth guard you can smile all you want, but it still haunts me. <laughs> I get it. Baby face, sweet. I get it. Right. Having said that, Austin Reeves is that guy too. He yeah. he wants to engage with you um, from a media standpoint. He's always willing to do the interview. He's always willing to take the time to say hello, ask you how you are. Um, and then between the lines, Doris said something during the uh, Laker-Dallas game the one where uh, the Lakers came back there in the second half. So it was not the Christmas day, obviously, but the, the next one after the deadline, when he got in that scuffle, I forget who he got in that scuffle with. And Dora said moments like that, when you see that from a guy like Austin Reeves, the undrafted, just two way mm -hmm. to now here, he just proves and shows that he believes he belongs. Yeah. And there is a different confidence and a different swagger. You guys know that when you're able to play the game like that, yeah. And I think we just continue to see it. And as we all know, the postseason is make is the time to make players who they are, right? Mm, the, mm -hmm. the superstars, the stars, the great ones, they separate themselves come the postseason. And I'm not putting the cart before the horse at all. But Austin Reeves has that it factor yeah. to just be in the trenches with you. He may not mm. be the star, but he'll be right next to you. Yeah. Whatever you need, the dirty work, the skill, the shot making, the playmaking the guy that picks you up or the guy that'll take the hit. And, and I think players like that, you love to have teammates like that. And, and yeah. it's good for our league. It's good for yeah. the game. No, absolutely. Absolutely. The the one thing that, that to me, the X factor in this series is turnovers. It's going to be turnovers. Mm -hmm. when, when the Warriors get crazy with the basketball, they lose. <sighs> When they take care of the basketball, they win. It's pretty mm -hmm. simple. It's, it's really, so simple. It's really pretty simple. It's basics. <laughs> it's basics. Yeah. yeah. And so I wonder, the Lakers have guys, I think Vanderbilt's going to be important in this series for that reason, because he's kind of a long guy that can get yep. the passing lanes and be disruptive. Austin Reeves, another guy that can do that sort of thing. 
And I wonder how the Lakers attack Golden State because it seems almost counterintuitive to say speed Golden State up, but that's exactly what Sacramento did. They oh. sped them up yep. with their tempo, right. and that led Golden State to commit a lot of turnovers. But can the Lakers play fast tempo? That's not really what they do. So I wonder, Ali, can they speed up Golden State playing faster than they would normally? The one thing I, I think that obviously, and the, Bron's going to be the best at this, right, as a leader on the floor, having been in these situations so many times with them, is you don't want to beat them in the track meet per se, but if the Lakers can rely on their defense, which is the number one defense since the trade deadline, they pride yeah. themselves to hang their hat on that end of the floor, and get you in the open floor, yeah. that's where the Lakers excel. But when it comes to having to play that half-court game, your ability to be disciplined for the Lakers in the half-court is going to be the difference. So uh, to your point, yeah, you don't want to get into a track meet like this where you're both turning the ball over. Yeah. But if the Lakers can make sure that they're not taking it out of the basket all the time, meaning defending and turning you over and getting out and running, that's the run game that they need. Mm -hmm. But transition defense for them, because the Warriors are so good at capitalizing off your turnovers and your mistakes, uh, is going to be the biggest key for the Lakers. Yeah. Like, hands down, transition defense. Because those three-point barrages that they go on, Steph's ability to hit a three-ball like it's a layup for 95% of the league in the open floor is exactly where they can kill you in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know? So, I, I don't – it's not that the Lakers can't run because I actually think that defense is their best offense at times. Yeah. Um, But their ability to be disciplined, move the basketball side to side in the half court, I think, is where where they can win that battle. Zena, they the Warriors are so their confidence is so amazing to me. You know, and, and Kurt mentioned this the other day. They've been doing this for 10 years now. It's not like this is just they've been yeah. doing this for 10 years. <laughs> I mean, the definition of veterans, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and so the guy I wanted to ask you about is I think Clay's got a clay game or two in him in mm. this series. I think we're gonna have a clay game or two, maybe. I you know. I just got that feeling. I don't know. I oh, think I he's do too. Doomed. I do too. I, I was just going to say, I think he's overdue. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, uh, uh, we didn't get our, our game six clay. And don't get me wrong. He had over 20 points, but he had 22 points, two rebounds, nothing else. Yeah. So like we, he needs, and he's capable of a game where he's, you know, he puts on, he takes off his baby face because he's got one too, right? Yes, he um, <laughs> and he puts on that little growl face that he puts on. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, he's definitely due for one this is a really great opponent to get that riled up in him. I think um, anything, anytime there's anyone in the Western conference, particularly Lakers and Phoenix, I think he gets excited for that matchup. Um, I think he gets excited for the matchup against LeBron. Uh, and I think that there's the three of them, Draymond Clay and Steph get particularly excited about that matchup against LeBron because he knows them better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Like he might as well, LeBron might as well be Mike Brown. Yeah. <laughs> like the way that the, the level that he's played against them, yes, uh, the highest. amount that he knows, right, the highest level he knows their he knows their runs, like how they move, yes. how Steph comes off of plays. He knows their ATOs. He knows all of their ATOs. He knows how Steph comes off of uh, uh, screens. He knows how Draymond sets his screens. How he knows. I mean, he knows everything about them. And I think that if they can find a way to capitalize on the fact that they're going to strategize differently because of that, and yeah. Clay can get off. Oh, he's going to get so excited. And I think that that's going to feed his ability to perform even better. Um, I think game seven, 
really pumped him up. I mean, you heard him talking about that performance, uh, talking about his teammate, just being like, Steph is the GOAT. <laughs> you know, Steph is that guy. And I think that he and himself, we've been talking about this all season. He's trying to chase, or is he trying to chase his, his old self, right? Is he trying to be his, who he was before the injuries and blah, blah, blah. He's told every single person, stop doing that. <laughs> I'm just trying to play basketball. I'm just trying to get, you know, to win a game. And I think he saw Steph doing what he did last last series. And I think it, that'll probably inspire him to step up and perform as well. Um, I'm I'm excited to see how Clay responds to this because not only Clay used to be the Wiggins on the team. Yeah. From a defensive perspective, right? Yeah. Big guy comes in, LeBron comes in, whoever, whatever big guard comes in, Clay was that person. And so, and he's ha he's moved over. We've got Wiggins now, mm -hmm. and so he has the space to go off offensively. He has the legs to go off offensively. Um, he is able to run in transition and get that trail spot and get that three up. And so, hopefully, that shift defensively can also open things up for him um, from uh, an offense perspective. So right. we'll see. But I'm excited. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So so you both know Michael Thompson very well. <laughs> Who do we think Michael Thompson is really rooting for in this series? Michael and I were born right? on the same day. Different years, of course. Same day. But yes, we are but both January 30th people. babies. There you go. There you I go. Know. I just wonder who he's rooting for. I'm just curious. I'm not. Clay said he said his dad is going to be rooting for his employer. His, his employer. employer. Yeah. Smart That's man. Probably... Smart That's man. Probably That's probably true. That's probably true. Smart All right. man. All right, let's get out on this. I want a prediction from each of you. Who wins this series? Let's go alphabetical. We'll start with Allie. Oh, A to Z. A to Z. Oh, that's <laughs> A to Z podcast. You've got to do this. This has Ooh, to happen. Very good. Very Come good. on. Oh, that, that would be me anything. I just, I just gave I you the like show. That. You can have it. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> think about that. Wow. That's okay. That good. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't be... Many people are saying it's going to seven mm -hmm. and I, I'm not going to, as much as we can sit here and I say it all the time, I will not bet against Steph Curry and the Warriors. Um, I, I can't bet against LeBron in, in yeah. seven. My gut tells me though, Lakers in six. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Lakers in six. I, I think one Lakers, this is a very uh, stealable. Is that, is that a word um, mm -hmm. to use for <laughs> game one? Yes. You know, absolutely. if they can yeah, steal game one. Um, but, you know, we go kind of back to what we were talking about in terms of health and, and stuff like that for the Lakers. They, they got these three days off, which was big for them closing out their Memphis right. series, obviously. Then you see what the, the Warriors and the Kings had to do and, and the Warriors specifically, obviously. Um, and the fact that this series is every other day, the one thing I will say that I think we all can uh, agree to is that at least it's in the state of California. There's no time changes. There's, yeah, you know, right, right. quick flights, et cetera. Minimal, so as much as we want right. to say it's every other day, yeah. um, it's here. It's our, just over our flight. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll go, I'll go Lakers in six, but I wouldn't okay. be surprised if we're back in San Francisco for a game seven. And then mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> right. right. Um, man, I feel the same way as Allie does for Braun. I feel the same way about Steph. Yeah. <laughs> so, obvious fun of it, right? Right? It, sure. that's exactly i definitely think game one is stealable <laughs> yeah, uh it's absolutely. definitely winnable for the lakers especially considering the warriors just got finished um and steph just put up 50 uh on sunday so i i definitely think that that game could be um the warriors show that they like to play with their food 
in <laughs> series <laughs> one. So that's what makes me think that this is probably going to go more games than it sh probably should um, for anyone going to the Western Conference Finals against, I'm going to say the Nuggets, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so I think, I don't know. I, I think probably, I'm probably Warriors, Warriors in seven. Wow. Warriors okay. in seven. No. <laughs> I think Warriors in seven. Gotcha. I, I, I was I was a, I was a girl that was Warriors in five. <laughs> All right, for Sacramento, I was Warriors in five, and then with each game, I was like, okay, we like to have some fun. It seems <laughs> we like to keep it spicy, I guess. So you know what, so. Warriors in seven because of that performance. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you, Da? Uh, yeah, you know. I think home court is going to matter not at all in this series. <laughs> I, mm, I don't think there's going to be. I, I will be shocked if there aren't at least four games won by the road team in this series. I just think LeBron's too good. LeBron, does, LeBron is not going to care about Chase Center, and Steph's not going to care about Staples Center, Staples <laughs> or whatever they're calling yeah. it now. Crypto.com Arena. Crypto.com yeah. Crypto. Yeah. Oh, Crypto. <laughs> Arena. Thank you. You're not going to care. Get These are guys that are... <laughs> These guys are built to to destroy home court advantage to mm. to win on the road. They're built for this, you know. Like mm -hmm. their whole careers have been, you know, the fact that Steph put up fifty in Sacramento, and you go, is that? And you literally have to. There's only uh, the only other thing you can compare it to in recent history is LeBron scoring forty eight in the Garden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. so you just go. You know these guys can do that. So. I think this goes, if it goes any less than seven, I'll be shocked just because I think it's going to be a back and forth. Mm -hmm. No, no one game is going to matter in the next game at all. My guess is that over seven games with very little time off, I think LeBron and AD physically may wear down just enough over seven games that the Warriors win like an 89 86 type of game seven like it's Ooh. not it's Wait, not going to be win? in game seven i don't think it's going to oh, be okay. he's saying warriors win yeah okay. yeah but I, what it's not not because i think the lake i don't think they're demonstrably better than the lakers because i don't i just yeah. think i'm i'm suspicious suspicious is the wrong word i think lebron's foot is hurting i think he's mm -hmm. going to play and yeah. do the best he can and he'll have some really good games but i just think that the schedule does not favor them because they're already injured and when you're already injured and you don't have any time off you tend to stay injured or get worse and that's yeah. the only reason why i think the warriors will sneak this series out but i what does that mean you know it's absolutely you know, nothing <laughs> we started are, this conversation with the the, the nba rolled lucky sevens on yeah. some of these matchups right yeah. particularly this mm -hmm. one but Man, they rolled some ugly, ugly numbers when it came to injuries this season. Yes. I yes. think so many of these series have been decided or are being impacted severely, significantly Absolutely. at least, Absolutely. by injuries. And it is, it's unfortunate because you're not getting to see the full ability of certain teams to perform because, you know, their their main players or big players are, are sitting out. And this isn't like a number two, number three guy. This is Giannis. This is Joel Embiid. You know, these are right. the, the major players, right. particularly on the East Coast. But yeah, I, I, I do think that that hip injury with AD, um, LeBron's mm -hmm. foot, those things are big. And then seeing how the Lakers are going to, the Lakers bench um, are going to step up. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, this and it could be a D low. It could be D low shocks everybody and scores forty in game seven. That could happen. He is crazy. Oh, man, it could happen. I know it's crazy, <laughs> but it's kind of he doesn't weird. Care. <laughs> to your point, yeah. I, I think too. Like we've all learned how important health is, and in my brain as well, it's like everyone wants to win as fast as they can, right? The sooner yeah. you're able to yep. to get a series over, and you're able to get yourself some rest, if if that's even a thing. I think that's too where my mindset comes in. Like if the Lakers have an opportunity to close this out quick. It's because they're locked in. They're yes. focused, yes. right? Yes. They're they're able to be efficient, be effective. And because you don't, if you're not fully healthy, and I mean that from a standpoint, even where your bodies are at this point of the season, we understand yeah. the wear and tear, but yeah. if you have an opportunity um, to do your job, do it well early and often, like that that should be the, the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you got to go to yeah. seven, if you push, then I think, yeah. I think you're right, Allie. If the Lakers want to win this series, they got to get it done quick. quick. Quite, I agree with yeah. that. I agree with that for sure. But they're well, not this, going up against anything light. That's for sure. No, no. And it's, I, it's it's similar on the Warriors side. Want to get it quick because Warriors, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, big three, and they're playing a lot of minutes. Like yes. Steph's mm-hmm. playing 38, yes. 39 minutes a night. Yeah, it's a lot, and so yeah. they'll want to get it done quickly as well. Yeah, I don't think they can get it done quickly though, because to your point, I think the Lakers. I'll, I think the Lakers have a great chance to win game one, mm-hmm. like <laughs> a right, great right. chance to steal game yeah. one. And and it's going to be, and it's a tough turnaround for Golden State too. So that's the, that's what's yep. in the Lakers favor is that this is a really quick turnaround for Golden State. Like It'll be so much fun. I'm excited. Yeah, no, that, but it that's why so this is good. great because yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. It's, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> so all you people that want to add, Alley for game six Lakers and six whatever. No, no. Way. no. <laughs> I really don't know. You already know, know there's going to be no. comments. Like, what are they just talking? enjoy the series? <laughs> enjoy it. This Everybody just great. enjoy the series great. and enjoy the the soon to be created A to Z podcast with Ali Clifton. <laughs> I think it's. I think that's a good. good. I, I think that's a great it's idea so awesome. by me, and I think <laughs> you should run with it by me. <laughs> and, and you'll have to produce it, right? I well no I don't You're produce it, no I can I'll be your first guest how about that <laughs> he's like I'll give you guys the workload but you guys right. do the work okay <laughs> grenade dropping a grenade walking away there you, there you go. go there you go <laughs> all right I love you two both to death and thank you for doing this it's wonderful it's and I yeah. love talking hoops with y'all I just love being around you because you're so smart and you love the game like I do and I like people who like basketball so that's what I I, I enjoy very much so good luck to your respective Teams. And to those of you listening at home, or wherever you're listening, you leave that five-star review on Google, Spotify, Apple, Podcasts, wherever you listen to us. And as Marcus always says, if you're not going to leave five stars, keep that rating to yourself, you haters. Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. 
Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.